And we're live with yet another episode of the Buck Puster Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything hockey. My name's Kyle. Just three of us here in the studio today. It's with going, these, these other two here. What's going on, hey, boys? How's it going? It's, yeah. us, it's been two weeks, I'll say. Two yeah. weeks? It's good good to be back in the studio. I mean, we were in the studio last week, just had a, yeah. a team meeting, much yeah. needed, just discussing what we want to do for the future, whether it be the rest of the season, the off season, next season to come. So, within the last couple weeks here of Season 3, be on the lookout for that. And uh, this is going to be, we have discussed, probably going to be our busiest off-season yet. Yes. Uh, just a lot of shit we want to discuss and get done and figure out. Stuff that will help both us and you guys, bring you guys a lot of good content and a lot yes. of good stuff for the future. That's all we're going to say for now. But yeah, probably more information for you maybe we'll announce at the last week of the, the last episode of the season, last mm. week of the season. But uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah. Yep. How was the week, boys? How are we doing? Not too bad. Not too bad of a week. Like, I'm just cool. glad to be finally be able to talk hockey again. Back in the saddle again. Back Except in the we definitely had nice. some good hockey content oh, the yeah. last two weeks. Oh, some great content. Was we have tonight's going to be a fun episode, I think, just with OHL <coughs> playoffs, NHL playoffs, all sorts of upsets that none of us were expecting. I even think we we're talking about possibly going over our. Predictions from round one, or not round one, round two. Yeah, is we'll, we'll, we'll hit our, we'll hit a, a bracket recap because it has a couple, quite a few series now have wrapped up since yes. the last episode. Like I said, because we did not record an episode last week, uh, just took took the week off as as a studio mentally, just got our, got our heads together, and like we said, had a, a meet up and just discussed yeah. discussed the future and discussed some other things. But yeah, moving on to some some hockey talk. Yep. Um, instead of just jumping in the right into the OHL this week, let's, let's change it up a little bit here. I know we had a couple of debate topics. Number one being the whole situation with Toronto, whether it be the upset. There was a, we'll, we'll talk more about the first thing that Bobo wanted to bring up, being so, the no goal call. So, in my personal opinion, now as I was watching the Toronto game, you know they were showing replays and they were saying, if you're a referee and you can't see the puck, you have to blow the whistle, or you're supposed to blow the whistle. Now, watching the game. I didn't hear a whistle. No, I, I was watching the highlights from last night's game. I didn't hear the I whistle. I mean, you also had, what, 25, yeah. 30,000 screaming, angry well, Toronto fans? Well that, was, well, that was after the call. Yeah. But initially, it was, you know, the puck was lost under Bobrovsky's right pad, and he did a kicking motion. And it clearly showed the puck crossing over the line and then bouncing back as he was, as if he was trying to loosen the puck. Now everybody in Maple Leaf Square and in Toronto went absolutely shit crazy. Was the, I think the horn went off, the goal light went off, the horn, the goal light, everything went off, and then Riley was, and the whole team was celebrating in the corner. Well, then they reviewed no, then they said no goal, and I was even confused. I was like, that's a goal. The puck crossed the line, and the commentators in the box and on the ice and the, pre- and the press on the ice were like, if you're a referee you have to blow that whistle. Whether you see the puck, whether you don't. He's like, that's literally top three rules of being a referee. If you lose, excuse me, if you lose sight of that puck, <coughs> you gotta blow the whistle. Yeah. Like, for me, like, cause I didn't, like, Bubba said, like, the like, if you don't see the puck, the whistle needs to be blown. I didn't see the puck whatsoever crossing that line under Bob, the Bob's um, pad. I would say it's no goal because I didn't 
Clearly, you couldn't see the. Clearly, couldn't see. I mean, it's hard. It's a very hard. We have instant replay for a reason. Yeah, like you're. That's why you're allowed to take calls back. Every goal is reviewed nowadays, especially in the playoffs. Every scoring play is reviewed, whether it be because of an offsides a couple seconds earlier, a high sticking, Mm -hmm. pucked in across the line, goal interference, whatever it may be. Every goal is reviewed, Mm -hmm. and they reviewed it and. They, Even with the review, whether I, th- they, I think whether or not the whistle was blown early, I think it was a good goal. It should have been right. a goal. Well, the puck was completely crossed the line. Yes. It, uh, in real time, watching the play, you can't really see it just from the like, angle that the camera's at. Not really. Even in all the. Angles, but you get, you get those thirty different other angles. I can clearly tell, and I think you can clearly see that the goal was in. It was a. Cl- I think it was a good goal. It was hard. Like I, like me, because I, I struggled. I had to watch the. Go back and watch the clips multiple, multiple. So, just, even not even yeah. being a Toronto fan, I was kind of upset and pissed off by that. Like, mm-hmm. not because I, you know, personally predicted and I want I want Toronto to do well. Like, I personally was rooting for Toronto ever mm-hmm. since they won that first round. Yeah, I, I personally I wanted Toronto. I think Toronto. That's I said it like to I said it to a couple people at work that are hockey fans, and I don't know if I said it to you guys, but Toronto fans deserve it at this point. Yeah. yeah. Toronto fans no deserve doubt. something at this point, man. No Especially doubt. Maple Leafs fans. Like well, I know the Rap- Toronto got their their basketball championship a couple years ago with the Raptors. Mm-hmm. I know the Blue Jays made a good run, like I think 2017, 2016, 2016 something like that. They made a pretty good run and almost made it to the World Series. I was say because I remember the Blue Jays fell off. <coughs> to say it was the conference finals or whatever. That's they lost the ALCS. Yeah, I think it was the ALCS. Yeah. Yeah, sixteen was when they I think lost it was year they lost to the Indians. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, even I'm not a Leafs fan either. Like, like Casa, I don't, like, at this point, they deserve it. Like, I know, especially this year, they had a finally getting, breaking that streak of that curse, getting, not getting it past the first round. Like, at this point, they were. But, yeah. But obviously, for that reason, that, it was, that goal, I think, kind of, affected a little bit. But, I mean, it well, still went to overtime. Well, that like, goal affected that entire game because Toronto would have won 4-2. Or 3-2. 3-2. Two. Three, three, two. Three, because that would have tied. That would have tied the game. And then I want to say it was 90 seconds later, maybe. No, it was like four minutes after the third. Minutes. Okay. I thought it was a shorter amount of time because no, no. the period flew by. Anyways, third period, Toronto scored. So it would have been 3-2. You know, now anything could have happened. You know, it still could have went into overtime, and we still could have seen Toronto fall. If they would have scored that, if that goal would have been approved, you never know. Florida's like, okay, we're down by one goal. We need to get that back. Or, okay, let's at least make it a one. Let's at least make it a one goal. So when we go back to Florida, we can show them who's boss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, jumping into that more, talking about Toronto. The whole debate and now debacle with what do you do next with the core four that you got with Matthews, Tavares, Marner, Morgan Riley? You know they just gave Morgan Riley that huge extension. I don't think I don't remember if it was the end of the last off season or if it was the twenty one twenty two off season um, or the twenty twenty one off season because I know I know he just got a, a big extension. It might have been the end of this past off. To be honest, it's well <clears> deserved. But uh, then Matthews, Tavares, Marner, uh, Bobo had sent a, a screenshot here from Talking Hockey on. Uh, Instagram. Instagram, a tweet from Where Is Mulgan. Uh, second Leafs second round recap: Austin Matthews zero goals, John Tavares zero goals, 
Mitch Marner, one goal. Combine the three of them, they got one goal and $33.5 million in cap space. $33 million in cap space, and they scored one goal combined. So I thought Tavares I have the one game. word for that. Ouch. Yes. This was Ow. in the second round, not in the oh, first, okay. but the second round recap. They got one goal in five games. So. Or five, yeah, five games. I almost said six. If but. you're Toronto, do you possibly drop some of that money and put it <clears> elsewhere, <throat> like into two or three young draft picks or into a I can trades. see them, <clears throat> if they get rid of anybody, I can see it being... Giordano, maybe. Um, well, yeah, that too, but between those four... I was going to say Marner. I'd say probably Marner. Marner. Yeah. Marner was my number one, yeah. I Marner. Was, I said Mitch <clears throat> Marner as well. would yeah. say, if it was one of those three, I'd say yeah. Mitch Marner. No, yeah, that I, or another one that they might be getting rid of, Willie Nylander, I heard, is another one that could be on the chopping possible. block here soon. Yep. And the two biggest guys in charge of all of this. Head coach Sheldon Keefe and general manager Kyle Dubas. I know... Two, I, two good destinations I have for those right off the top of my head. Kyle Dubas, who just fired the gym, who really desperately needs one. A good one. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Who just fired their head coach, who could desperately need one. A team that just recently got eliminated from the playoffs. The Rangers. The Rangers. Okay. I think Sheldon Keefe would be a good fit over there in the Rangers... And I think Kyle Dubas would be have a damn good job, damn good thing in Pittsburgh as a GM. Yeah. yeah. So do you think I personally have always said Yarmar Yager should finally retire and become the GM of the Pittsburgh? I know. Players, but I think I, brought, <laughs> I thought I think I br- showed, brought an article in. Even that, or I think he'd make a good hockey operations. Either way, he'd fit. Because so I know well. there's been talk. Because obviously with um, I can't remember if I put it in our group chat a few weeks ago or not, but I know. For Pittsburgh's GM, I know they were looking at me because Lemieux stepped away this past season. I know mm-hmm. there's been talks that he's going to be coming back. Maybe be GM instead of Like, Lander. he's been like that he'll have some more, he'll be around a little bit more to kind of work with the owners of at Fenway and then potentially be GM as well. Maybe be GM. That's or at least that, assistant GM. Maybe. I, that's what I've heard rumors right now. Um, but well, I, I think. If Toronto decides to give those guys the at least Cal Dubas the boot, I think Pittsburgh needs to hop on that shit immediately. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. Immediately. Yeah. You know, somebody and then Hopkins operations manager who they they fired Brian Burke as well. A couple big mm-hmm. former Penguins out there. I don't know if they're into coaching or anything like that, but a couple names that come to mind: Maxime Talbot, yep. Pascal Dupuy is an option, Chris Kunitz is an option. Ooh. There's yeah. a couple couple former Penguins that would, I can guarantee would be interested in that job. Oh, Even yeah. Sergey Gonchar, who's worked for us in the past as a defensive coach, mm. I don't think he is anymore. Well, nah. and keeping on the topic <clears throat> of switching positions, if Toronto does cut Marner, where can you see him potentially landing? What what kind of team do you think needs that older? Well, he's still relatively young, but but he's gonna be that older role model, and I already have a place. Is that in, younger veteran? I already have a place in mind. Where's that? New Jersey. Can they afford him though? Here's, I mean, <coughs> I know that's kind of a hot take, but if they play, if they play their part right, they do everything right on the chessboard. They do everything right. They should have enough. To be able to afford him, even bring him in for a one year and just see how he does with a younger crowd. A lot of people more his age, not everybody older. 
bring him into a group that's a lot like him, a lot younger like he I say, is. I was thinking a team that is in the middle of the rebuild phase that could use him, use that help on a young squad, Chicago. Yeah, since okay. I, which I know we'll get into here in a bit, maybe a little bit, is because obviously with them officially getting the number one draft pick. Oh, I, like, got some, I got some words for that one. We'll get, say, we'll get there. We'll get there. But, like, but one person I could, as much as I don't like it, but because they're also rebuilding as well as is Philly, and yeah. Philly yeah. is another one. I wouldn't. I don't want. I would hate to see Marner in that. I, mean, I would hate it too. Oh. I would oh. hate it too. But like, but it's cringe. What about <laughs> well, What about a team like Vancouver? That's that wouldn't be terrible either. That wouldn't or, be terrible. Either. That wouldn't be a bad, a bad place for him. Or another with them just recently getting Bo Horvat. I know JT Miller is most likely to be on the well, chopping block this off season. What about a team like Demko? Demko's also potentially... Montreal's even. another one. Montreal could be. Sorry, Jeffy. I didn't mean I'm that. sorry. Or just thinking of other spots. Uh, but before we get into too long of a debate with the NHL, let's move on to our usual starting off or going back down to the yeah. OHL. Jeffy, take it away. Starting off on May 1st, was well, the OHL, but um, the U18 World Team USA wins gold medal in the 3-2 overtime. Victory versus Sweden. Yeah, you. Let's go, Team USA. Your boy CT10, or CT3, I guess, is a champion. Let's go. Let's go, Kerry. Um, and then a bunch, there, there's been a bunch of re-signings and call-ups. Um, na- the National Predators send Jack Materi of the Ottawa 67s to the Milwaukee Admirals of the AHL. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Reassigned Ty Vaught of the Sarnia Singh to the Toronto Marlies. Then, as of contracts, um, New York. I actually I'll say that one for last. Um, Matthew Petraeus of the Guelph Storm signed a three-year entry-level contract with the Boston Bruins. Um, Ty Nelson of the North Bay Battalion signed a three-year entry-level contract with the Seattle Kraken. I'm telling. They are getting a lot of great, like OHL players. Have just a season that I've signed with them. They're obviously with um, Logan Morris. Was it Logan Morrison or one one of the guys? Um, I think you're right. From formerly Hamilton, um, but like they're getting great guys over there. Yeah, yeah very young. Um, and then New York Islanders prospect Matthew Maggio. He officially signed his three-year entry-level contract with the New York Islanders. I'm excited to watch Magic. I yeah. am too. As much, even with the Islanders, I'm looking forward to watching them. That might, that possibly might be my Isles jersey. If I get one I know, in the next few years, I know when I get my Windsor jersey because I'm, I've been going back and forth between them and Saginaw as my next, um, oh, my very first non-Otters OHL jersey. I look at getting a Maggio. Windsor jersey. Should get both. Get the OHL and the NHL. Most likely, I, I well, I already have my Islanders jersey. Mm. Um, and, and as for awards, um, sticking with Matthew Maggio, he wins the Red t- um, Tils- Tyson um, Trophy for OHL's Outstanding Player of the Year, which is well deserved. He was the 
was by far oh, the well best. deserved. It's an understatement. Yeah, like, he's, he was the best. Unbelievable! Player. What 150 points, something like that. Yeah, wow. ridiculous, dude. He was ridiculous this year. It was fun when he came to Erie and we got the opportunity to watch him. So. It was a lot of fun to watch him play. Mm. Wasn't so much fun when we played him in Windsor and he put up like six points on us, but that's yeah, <laughs> that was not fun. But at least getting the opportunity to watch him was was fun. And then the Winnipeg Jets prospect Dominic De, De Vincier of the North Bay Battalion he wins the Jim Rutherford Trophy for goaltender of the year. Like, like he was a, one of the best goaltenders of the year, especially for the fact that towards the end of the year. He had, like, for, you know, one week's um, of games that he played. Like, he had four or five shutouts. Wow. Um, and then Anaheim Ducks prospect, Pavel Mitinikov of the Ottawa 67s, wins the Max Kim Zinke Trophy for Defenseman of the Year. And then Michael Misa of the Saginaw Spirit wins the Emmis Family Award for Rookie of the Year. <coughs> and he was... Obviously, he was the first overall draft pick. Yeah. Obviously, by Saturn last year's draft, um, priority draft. And, like, he was he was fast. It's, it's well expected. I, I had a feeling either either him or the one that, um, the kid from Niagara, I can't remember his name. Uh, I'm forgetting. I know Spence was a contender for John, it, too. Not Johnny. Oh, what the hell was his name? Michael He or Kevin He, yeah. Kevin He from from Niagara. He was I know he was very good as well in his rookie season. And spent and obviously we can't count on Malcolm Spence. He had a very solid. Yeah. So I didn't think well. you guys liked anybody from Niagara. Well, okay. I just don't like Niagara as a whole. <laughs> I like specific <laughs> players, and I really hate some specific players. So you have a soft spot for one or two of them. Okay. That's about it. <laughs> and then while we speak. Before we go into playoffs, we might as well bring this topic up with the Niagara. I saw they um, they had a lot of issues. Um, they are investigated for um, for bullying, harassment, like behind scenes of like with management and harassment. Um, and they violated their prevent their protection and private policy and code of conduct. So. Um, and this also includes former players. Um, so they were fined a hundred thousand dollars. The whole organization. Um, they will forfeit their first round selection in the twenty twenty four OHL priority draft. <laughs> so I mean, no first round. Did we? Did we not talk about this in the last episode? We we were off the two weeks. Okay. I mean, I can't remember when this happened. I this thought... happened in the two weeks. Okay. I thought were... I wasn't sure if we had brought this up last episode. Go on. Um. And then affected immediately, their, um, def- they suspended um, general manager um, Darren Dibbler for the entire for two seasons to June first of 2025. Um, and Niagara Ice Dogs players Joshua Rozalik and Landon Cato had permanently lost their privilege to participate in the OHL. Wow. What's kind of funny is both those guys, like Cato, he's like, I think their third or fourth string goaltender, didn't see a game of action all season. And then the other yeah. guy, he didn't put up a whole, I think he only saw maybe half a season worth of action and put up like six points. Like, I don't think those are the guys that should be bullying. No. <laughs> they don't have much room to talk. Mm-mm. And I, I mean, that's glad that the OHL is actually 
doing something about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it couldn't happen to a better team. That's all you yeah. can say. It I could. Th- There's one other team it could happen to that I'd be happy with. It's funny the fact that how much we've said about Niagara this entirety of this season, and in fact, it was this team that... Yeah. It's kind of funny. Well, and I definitely feel like, you know... But that, obviously... I'm sorry, Boba. I was going to say, bullying and harassment is definitely not cool, no matter yeah. where it is. It can be schools, it can be minors, I got, I got bullied up be, until about 8th grade, I so... Got, I, yeah. was, I'll admit, I was bullied in middle school and high school as well. I was bullied in... And I can think, and to be honest, yeah. I can thank this guy right here. For, uh, like he's We won't I, talk about yeah. I know what story you guys are talking about. Where Bobo, we'll just say Bobo nearly put a kid through the fucking floor when he was all, picking on Jeff. I'll explain. <laughs> I can explain the story later, a little bit later. I won't name it. It's a story for another day, for a live stream day. or something. For another day. But I can Not thank on. this kid for being one of my best, always being my best friend and backing me up for almost putting a kid through for a up for boys. If you don't know already, Bobo used to wrestle, so just put put that to put so, that to your imagination. Put it this way. Bo- I, I bullying one of Bobo's friends, a wrestler. I haven't wrestled put, in, put your imagination so, there. I haven't wrestled in probably seven years. When, when I was a junior in high school I was six one two sixty five. Now I'm six two three fifty two. Yeah it's I am literally built like an NFL lineman. Big boy. But yeah kind of with the bullying thing like like, obviously, just like any other regular person, like, like this affects everyone. Like, even hockey players, like, men- mentally and oh, yeah. on or yeah. off the ice. That And that could be part of the reason why Niagara was doing so poorly. Yeah. I don't know yeah. about these two guys, these two players, if they were on the roster last season, if that's why Niagara was as is, is bad last season as well, compared know. to just this past season. But well, I know they were a lot worse this past season. Yeah. Well, uh, if they're if those they two what, are twelve wins this season, thirteen wins all yeah. season, thirteen, <laughs> three of them against Erie, but we're not going to well, say that. Down if here. those two are gone, <coughs> I'm kind of excited to see how an. Pretty much, they just do. pretty much ended they, their hockey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They probably won't well, be playing professional no. hockey ever again. So I am cu- now that kind of like <coughs> Carson Breer. <coughs> well, <laughs> excuse me. Now that I don't want to make this sound bad, but now that the cancer is gone out of Niagara. It makes me wonder if they're going to brighten up a little bit and kind of step up their game. I, I guess don't. next season is all we can really find out yeah. and wait and see. Yeah. And I, don't, I doubt that rookie sensation Ryan Rubrick himself is going to be able to turn that team around single-handedly, but there's I a lot mean, of young up-and-coming guys well, that can help lead that team. Yeah. Well, he can at least As much as we hate to see it, I can guarantee you Zach, Zach Lavoie is going to get a C next season, yeah. if not at least an A. Um, there's, and there's a lot of other good players. Kevin He definitely within the next season or two will have an A on his chest as well. Well, and the thing is, you only need one person to really bring up a team. Yeah. You need that. Yeah. Like when I wrestled, there was only there was 22 of us total between JV and varsity in high school, and there was only three or four kids, and I was one of them myself that would try to get everybody hyped up before practice, before. Our, you know, we did a yearly eight-mile run up Gary's Hill and back. We did yearly f- tackle football out in the McDowell football field. We did everything you can think of as a bunch of wrestlers. And we would always hype each other up, whether it was before a match, before practice, or right as you're getting ready to go into the spotlight. It's coaches on the back. Coach grabs you by the shoulders. Everyone slaps your ass, and you're like, all right, good luck. <laughs> all right. And then... Other than that, now it's time to move on to the playoff, OHL playoffs. Um, 
London officially knocked out Sarnia in game six, four to two. Um, which I didn't realize this is the seventh, only the seventh time they've made it to the finals. And London, really? Yeah. Which, because obviously, um, so they end up winning the Wayne Gretzky Trophy in the West, and then North, the North Bay Battalion, the Peterborough Peets in the East, um, their um, conference final. They um, Peterborough end up coming back to win it in Game Seven, four to three, wow. and this is their second time ever in the. Final second time since 2006. Wow. So who's London waiting on, dude? So they now played the Peets. Okay. It's London the Peets in the final. And they yeah. j just recently ended their game two games, and currently the Sears is now tied at one apiece, and heading back to Peterborough for the next two. Yeah. Okay. And uh, some leaders I was able to find the stats on <clears throat> throughout the playoffs. Leading the league or leading the, the playoffs in goals is Kyle McDonald of North Bay. Well, obviously they're now not no, no longer playing, so he will not be changing his stats. But in 20 playoff games, he finished with 14 goals, seven assists for 21 points in 20 playoff games. Wow, that's impressive. Uh, lead, the leader in assists was his teammate Ty Nelson. Uh, he finished with six goals, 19 assists, and 25 points in 20 games played. And uh, the leader, I guess they gave him the lead because he still has more to play. Uh, London forward Ryan Winterton uh, has it's 12 goals, 13 assists for 25 points in just 17 games played. Wow. That's what, a point and a half, roughly a point and a half per game? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Um, for this series. And the, the leader for wins is Michael Simpson. Or as Erie got to taunt him, Homer Simpson. Uh, that was a fun night, man. <laughs> that was a fun night. <clears throat> I mean, he, I have no disrespect for him. He's a good goal. He's no, a phenomenal goaltender. It's just, yeah. It was just friendly banter. Yeah. And uh, we ended up winning the game. And Cattell, I don't know if we necessarily got to his head, but we got to the Pete's heads, I think, in general. Especially former Peng former Penguin, yeah, former Otter Carl Lockhart. But uh, he has 12, he is 12 and 6 in 19 games played with a 2.76 goals against and a .916 save percentage. Oh. Mm, donuts. <coughs> this is gonna be. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I'm glad you heard that. <laughs> I hate you, <laughs> bitch. I had once you said Simpson, I was on my mind for like 30 seconds, and I had to do it. I, I can see the blood boiling. I saw the steam coming. <laughs> I mean, I also have a duff shot bus there too. Uh, so. When it comes to, obviously this series now tied at one, it's automatically a game five. London's, I think London will win it in six. Um, I do, Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> London will win it in six. We, when we, I think you and I said at the beginning of the playoffs, like, this is London's year. As much as it, it pains us and irks us and just, it grinds my gears and makes my blood boil to say, it's London's year. It's... I, Whether it happens in five and six or in seven, I think London's taking it. I do agree it's London's year, and but I like taking the underdog because the underdog knows how to fight. Give Look, me Peterborough in seven. Do you really think it's going to force? I really, I mean, look at the NHL and all these underdog teams that we've <laughs> never thought would force Game Seven, aka Seattle. Yeah. We'll, we will get Where to that, but yeah. All these underdog teams are really showing the dog in the fight and what they have. I mean, I don't there. know if I'd necessarily even consider Peterborough an underdog. They were no. the second seed in the in the East. They were the second, second or third seed in the East. Because they yeah. were, 
Uh, hang on. Let me double check that. I mean, <clears throat> compared to London, I would call them the underdogs. I mean, yeah. Or was Pete, no, Peterborough, I think it was like one of the... one of the They like, actually... They they actually won the... They were the number one in the first... In their division? Yeah. In their division and in the Eastern Conference. The Pete's? Yeah. No, because the 67s won the East, didn't they? Yeah, it was the '67s that won the East. I thought. Odds. Uh, that's playoffs. They're they had all. They had, the, the CHL had their app like reading the. I see what you're looking at. Yeah. No, they. Hang on, I screwed that up again. Hang on. <clears throat> Wouldn't be the buckbusters rather than last second right. research. No, I'm sorry. It was. Uh, yeah, Ottawa was first in their division, and then with the Peets coming in second, and then for the Eastern Conference, it was Ottawa, North Bay, and then Peterborough was fourth. They were fourth. Okay. Wow. Where was London then? They were. F- they were first. They, they were second. second. Okay. Windsor was first. Okay. Because Kitchener, for the first time, knocked out the upset of the number one seed. That was still. That blew my mind to this day. It's <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think that about does it for the OHL. Yeah, yeah. that's all for uh, OHL. Moving on to NHL, updating our the playoffs, the brackets, really. A um, <clears throat> couple of the series that ended uh, since our last recording. Biggest one, I think the biggest shock of them all, or second biggest shock of them all, will lead save the best for last. The Avalanche and the Kraken. Um, Kraken upsetting the Avalanche in seven games. The, the Game seven in Ball Arena. That was <laughs> defeating the defending that was crazy. Stanley Cup champions. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, the new team, wild card team, taking down the second best team in the West. Yeah. I don't know what it is with the two <clears throat> expansion teams being very surprising in their first appearance in the playoffs. Yeah. To be honest, I'm really not surprised because these people I have played hockey forever, and the only thing you need mm-hmm. to do is build chemistry. They all have the experience. They all have the motive. They all have the go-to. All they need to do is build chemistry. Once they build chemistry, it's like making it making an atomic and, bomb. And then the other one, that same night, the most shocking one: Florida upsetting Boston in Game yes. Seven. Yes, that was in overtime. Just unbelievable, man. Just that <coughs> one. And what thing was shocking was Florida tied it with less than a minute left in the mm. third. Yeah, just unbelievable. Like. Obviously, the <laughs> President's Trophy curse hat continues. Just, just seeing the absolute shot. Watching Brad Marchand's rat-looking face just, mm. again. Jaw hit the floor. I think just. the only thing I feel bad for Boston is this potential being Patrice Bergeron. His, his farewell, his, that was his farewell tour. He got the yeah. last seven games. Yep. <laughs> I think that's the only thing I feel bad for yeah. for Boston is Patrice Bergeron. And a lot of the analysts were saying, like, Boston, they had a lot of issues. They had that, that flu that went through and yep. took out a couple of their guys for the first few games, and it affected them pretty bad. I mean, they were they had a 3-1 to one series lead, did they not? Like, yeah, they did. It was a rever- It was practically a reverse sweep. Um, very close to it, yeah. And then Florida taking it in seven. And uh, Another shocking one. All three of these, these last three were shocking. Uh, the Devils upsetting the Rangers. They're not really an upset. They were the higher-seeded team, but the newbies of the playoffs, really, in the East, taking it. I had that one right on the head. Did yeah. you say Devils in seven? I said in Devils in seven on wow. my bracket. I think I said Rangers in I six. I said Rangers in seven. But that, that's crazy. And it, was, it wasn't even close either. The Rangers looked like they didn't even show up. I watched game seven, and I, it looked like they didn't even show up. Just in the last few games, they, they, 
show up. Like, game six was a little bit better, but at game seven they just they had nothing. I don't know. Well, like they going into the playoffs just like the Leafs. <laughs> What's was it that the Devils fans were singing? Oh, it was something funny. Oh, they were they were singing um, their goal song like their every time Rangers score their whoa. Oh, the Rangers. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, and then they're like. Rain, or Rangers soccer. Like. Oh, they were doing the Igor chant, I'm pretty sure. He, and, uh, <clears throat> yeah. And I know there, there's a certain song that they were singing. I know it was their goal. I know it was their goal song. It was that too, but they they started singing something like not not a hey goodbye, but uh, a funny like goodbye song. It was pretty funny. I'll have to look it up and try to figure it out here. But uh, moving on to. I just got to say that Florida and um, Leap, um, Panther series completely destroyed my yeah. bracket. Oh, I, mean, I don't think anybody in America right now still has a perfect bracket. I mean, no, but I had a buddy who said Florida in six. My first round was pretty was actually pretty accurate, except for <clears throat> ex- really except for that one. Whatsoever, except for that one in Colorado. Pretty much everything was kind of screwed up. Yeah. Mine was. Perfect. Actually, the Devils kind of screwed it up too by just looking at my bracket. The Devils did screw that one up too. I can't remember exactly what it was, but oh, it was uh in the end. That's what it was. They're playing oh. in the end by uh, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, yeah. <laughs> it's quite hilarious. But uh, yeah, moving on to round two, I already have a couple series that wrapped up. Hurricanes taking down the New Jersey Devils in five games, that one winning game five on home ice in overtime, three to two. That one I was not very exciting surprised. game. I saw that one. That was a good series. Still, yeah. even though I wasn't surprised, Carolina. Now, two the, the two East matchups are now done. Yeah. Florida Panthers taking on out, taking down the Toronto Maple Leafs as we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier, three to two, winning in Toronto in game five in overtime. I just think what was kind of funny about Florida beating Toronto was the fact that after um, the Leafs had officially got past the first round, they were they were chanting, we won Florida. Yep. <laughs> I, I, all I'm seeing is memes like, I don't think they won Florida anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Just Toronto fans just like, uh, <laughs> we were kidding. <laughs> like we just... Actually, we won Boston instead. Yeah, looking at mine now, the West destroyed my bracket. And it was... The the only one I had right was Dallas and Minnesota. Theoretically... I think the only one I had right in the West was uh, Edmonton. I had Vegas in seven. Because I had Colorado, I had Minnesota, then I had... I think I got Vegas right, too. So I got Vegas and Edmonton. Yeah, I had that one right. I just... Colorado in the East, yeah. the only two I got right were Toronto. I mean, in my bracket, like I said, it changed on me. But because you guys all heard me live on air say Toronto yep. seven times, yep. I had Toronto and uh, Carolina. Oh, and I even did a vi- like video you saying that Toronto. Yeah. Was <laughs> so and then my West for or my West for the first round, you know, obviously Seattle kind of screwed me. I had Dallas in six. I had Vegas in seven, not six. I think so, I had Vegas in five. I think I nailed that one. I, I might have said one. six. And but then I had LA in seven games, and that kind of screwed yeah, me. Yeah, in my bracket, I had Vegas going all the way. Yeah. So, 
I did too. Moving on to my east, Boston <coughs> kind of screwed me. And then, again, I, I had the same issue with Kyle. I had Toronto in seven games, and my app selected Tampa Bay. Look, so I thought you were the one of the only ones that said uh, Tampa. You, you said Tampa. Because you had, you had to go all, going all the way to the final, so. Yeah, I guess. It was me and Jeffy, and I think Ethan's the only one that I, we ended up convincing to change. Yeah. Yeah. And then I have my bottom three right. I had Carolina in six, Devils in seven, and I have Carolina. I had Carolina winning it after that. But, yeah, so. Yeah. In the West, uh, <clears throat> currently, just ending game six, Seattle took down Dallas 6-3. to three, It was a good game. Forcing game seven in Dallas. That's going to be a good game. That's going to happen, what, Monday night? Monday night. Yeah. Because tomorrow I will, probably, I will be trying to watch it. I know I'll probably end up working early the next day. Because as of recording, <clears throat> the only game that's happening on Sunday, the May 14th, is Vegas at Edmonton. Cur- Vegas currently leads that series three to two. I would say that series has been a lot of fun to watch. Oh yeah, <coughs> I I think what's fun about it is that we I might not be able to stay for that entirety of the game because I do work early Monday That's morning. Okay. But I think what's fun about that series is we finally got to see the, the 2015 draft one and two, McDavid and Eichel finally mm-hmm. facing each other yeah. finally in the playoffs. And some Colin brought up earlier <clears throat> something we're gonna see Carolina and Florida. All three Stahl brothers are going to be involved in that series. Yeah. I kind of, I, re- I was telling Bo. I forgot Mark was on Florida. So I forgot. I, totally, I, I, forgot I, I remember. I remember Mark being on Detroit. I forgot he got traded over to Florida. I remember Mark being Florida. I just forgot Eric was in Florida. I knew Eric. I was the other way. I forgot Mark got signed over there. Like, but that's actually going to be pretty cool seeing all Stahl, three yeah. Stahl brothers. Can Can Mark that, be able that to defend his, his younger brother Jordan, with Jordan being the forward? I can both both the older stalls take down their baby brother because I think Jordan's the youngest mm-hmm. of those three. Of the three, because so. I forget, I always forget the fourth one. He's Jared. Jared. He, he never really made. No offense. Never really made too much of a name for himself in the league. <coughs> I think he might. He might even be Excuse done, me. or he might be. I think he might still be playing the AHL. He 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 never really made he didn't NHL caliber really. So <coughs> let's see. Um, but yeah, I am. Um, that's gonna be a fun series. Just right now, looking because that one is official for the West Eastern Conference. <clears throat> Just the way how Florida is, I'm gonna say Carolina and six. Six. Yeah. So let's see. Eric was born '84, so that would be. Um, Almost 40, 39, 38. Mark was born as well '84. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Eric. What I said, Mark, for a reason. She keeps bringing up Eric. Okay, phenomenal. Here we go. Mark was born eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. Okay. Um, is Jordan older then? Jordan was born eighty-eight. Okay, so Jordan is the youngest of those three. Okay. And Jared is ninety. Okay. Nineteen ninety. Okay. So the two two bigger brothers are gonna be able to bully the shit out of the baby brother. That's that's gonna be fun to see. That will. But as much as for? I as much as I want to say Carolina here, man, like. We've seen that the first two rounds. I can see a scenario where Florida wins this in five. Like, <clears throat> I can see it where I can see a scenario where Florida sweeps. But I'm gonna let the scenarios going through my head, the demons in my head, go against myself, and I'm still gonna say Carolina. I'm gonna say Carolina in seven, though. I do see Florida making a battle for themselves. I can also see a scenario 
of Carolina sweeping or Carolina winning in five. Um, but no, no, no. All, all, no, no. I'm gonna agree with Jeffy. I'm gonna say Carolina in six. Carolina all, all in six. All. Are you gonna way, be the odd man out? The way that Florida is playing is just incredible. They are literally bringing. I mean, up. yeah. I mean, Steve Dangle said it in, in his bra- bracket prediction video. Like nobody going into the playoffs at the last month of the season, nobody wanted to play against Florida. No. Nobody no. wanted to so, have to deal with Florida. I think I'm going to be the odd one out because who gets home ice? Carolina. Carolina. Okay, so game seven will be in Carolina. Yeah. I'm going to go Panthers in six when it on home ice. So you're going to agree pretty much with all of us I'm except go, for Florida. Unless Vegas goes to the final, Carolina has home ice the remainder of the playoffs. Unless Vegas okay. wins. Unless Vegas wins. Okay. So, if I'm going to – just the way Florida has to bring out – that absurd <coughs> playoff surge that nobody was expecting. No, because because Florida. I'm sorry, because Carolina did. We have more regulation wins. No matter what happens, Carolina has home ice advantage for the remainder of the playoffs. Okay. So even if Vegas makes it to Carolina, will be the home team for round okay. three and the finals. Okay. Okay. <coughs> yeah. So give me Florida. You know what? I'm gonna go Florida in seven. You're seeing Florida. Florida in seven. They're okay. going to win it in the Cans home in PNC. Again, with how crazy the series has been, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. No. I'm no, not I think any other time I would, but at this time I like. So, I don't think I can the, argue with it this just time. Just for the fact how they what they've shown, <clears throat> not only just to fight their way to get into the playoffs at the, on the last couple of days, yeah. but up, not only Epson, Boston, Pretty much destroying Toronto. Like, he tore Toronto in the yeah. asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like they're they're gonna make Carolina fight for it. Mm-hmm. Even in Game Four, you could tell. I mean, even though Toronto ended up winning, you could tell by the end of that game they were just winded. Oh yeah, they were just exhausted. And by the by midway through this the overtime of Game Five, you could tell they just they had they had had enough. Yep. And Florida saw their opportunity and they concurred. I mean, yep. Yep. And while well, before we go, <coughs> just look at what the remaining of the last. Eastern Con- um, Western Conference just to finish the last couple games that are happening. Now, looking at the trade that happened in the offseason between Calgary and uh, Florida, Florida won this yeah, trade. I, mean, oh, I think yeah. we had said this previously. I, mean, I think maybe I think we, we might have just discussed it last week off camera or off, off I know camera. We, yeah. I know we discussed it off like, camera. <clears throat> I had said, if you're getting Matthew Kachuk in a trade, you win that trade. Like, yes. I think we had said it when it happened. I think we all said it. Like, it. I think we all said Florida easily wins this trade. I think, I think they gave up way. Calgary gave up way too much. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Or, I mean, Florida gave up quite a bit too, giving up both Hubert, what Huberdeau and, and Mackenzie Weger. Mm. But um, they they got a good amount in return. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think Kachuk and a whole bunch of draft picks and who's one other player that I think that came over to Florida as well. Yeah, it was like a like a third third or fourth finer prospect. Yeah. Something like that. And then moving over to the West, Kraken Forest Game Seven. We said that, did we? Yeah, we, we went over that. Yeah, oh, but okay. I don't think well, we just said who we think. That's what I mentioned. That's what we were. That's what I was going to say. Who's going to? Because my other debate topic for this, you're tied at three, going into Dallas. I'm not going to ask who wins. I'm going to ask who your winner is. Who's going to be the Game Seven hero? If you have to go overtime and say a name, so we're going for both teams. Yes, 
I'm going to go Everly of the Kraken, and I'm going to go uh, Heiskanen for the Stars. For Seattle, I'm going to go Jared McCann. He who he was on fire all regular season. He's he had a slower playoffs, but this is could be his time to shine. Finally, put his name out there in these playoffs. But for Dallas, there's a lot of big names. There's on a Dallas. lot of names. Like yeah. Miro is just. You could one go with some of the, some of the ba- basic answers with like Jason Robertson, Joe Pavelski, Mason Jamie Marchman. Ben, Mason Marchment. Um, but I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of good choices here. <coughs> I mean, I'm. Mean, for Seattle, I'm gonna say Yanni Gord if he's if he's playing because I know he did get hurt just in <coughs> Game Six. But if he's playing, I'm gonna say Yanni Gord for Seattle. Um, if he's not playing, who's your? If he's not playing, I'm gonna say Brandon Tanev. Ooh, Turbo Tanev. For, Turbo. D- for Dallas, give me Max Domi. Max Ooh. Domi. I think yeah. Max that's Domi a, would be. And then for Dallas, I'm gonna say Joe Pol- um, Polet. Pavelski. Pavelski. Yeah. And then Oilers and Knights. Vegas is up three games to two. Will Edmonton force game seven back in Vegas? I think they're in Vegas game seven. Yeah. So will they will they win home ice and force game seven in Vegas on Monday? No. 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 You don't think so? I I think Vegas is taking it in six. To be honest, I think McDavid's going to be the hero, and I think McDavid and Dr- that McDavid dry side of line that did really <coughs> well is going to push. I them think past. it's going to be a blowout to the point where there's not really going to be a hero. Really? No. I, th- I think Vegas, I think this is going to be a blowout on the end on Vegas. I, I think so too. Maybe not necessarily a blowout, but it's going to be enough of a gap to where there's not necessarily a hero. Like a three, like a three goal game. Like a, like a four yeah. one, four two okay. kind of game. I'm saying a three, well, at least a three goal. Well, game. it's kind of funny because we were watching the. Seattle Dallas game, Jeffy and I, and Jeffy says, "Oh, no two goal uh, leads are safe in hockey." The second he said that, puck hits top cheddar of the pipe. <laughs> yeah. Literally, seconds after Jeffy said that, we heard ding, and Jeffy's like, "Holy fuck!" Told you, I told you. <laughs> and then thirty seconds later, it hit the top right post, and Jeffy and I look at each other. We're like, "If they were a half an inch closer, this game is tied at three. Yeah, three. But yeah, I, I think I think Vegas is taking this in six. As much as I really, w- w- I, I'm, call, I'm calling a big game for Michael here. I'm telling me a two, maybe even a hatchet yeah. game for Michael. I would love to see Michael I, get a hatchet. That's the, I've been saying this for a while. I'm just so happy we're finally seeing Jack Eichel finally playoff Jack Eichel. Finally sure. playoff Jack Eichel. Finally. Well, he gets to show his true potential now. Yeah. yeah. And that's where I think that star really needs I mean, I can even see in the offseason Mark Stone getting the boot, getting traded, and Eichel taking over as captain. I'd be completely okay. I can see it happening. I would be, I wouldn't say Stone, but I, um... I mean, Mark Stone is the current captain. I know, So he would, I mean, even just strip him of the scene, give it to Eichel. That's what I meant, because I was going to say, I wouldn't necessarily... Mark Stone's a good leader, don't get me wrong. Nothing against him, I'm not saying he's a bad player, just... Yeah, he's, he's injury prone. He's getting older. Well, I want He's only what 30, 31, but I would say I wouldn't necessarily trade him. I'd maybe, you know, give Eichel the C, and then maybe give Stone the A, one of the A's, being as injury prone as he is, because you have what three A's, one captain and it depends. Three? You can yeah. yeah. So if Vegas is rocking, if you don't have a C, you can have up to like four or five A's. Okay, so let's just. 
make the magic number three. I'd say maybe strip Stone of the A, give Eichel an A, and just let them yeah. battle it out, and yep. whoever does better next season yep. wins it, you know. Yeah. But I know, I know there has been rumor of Stone being traded. I think he his contract is up this season. I think you're right. Um, so I ask this every time: Where's a fit for Stone? He's, or do you think he'll be done? Do oh, he's got. He's only. I mean, like you said, he's only like thirty something like that. So I mean, uh, yeah, Mark Stone's only thirty-one. Jack Eichel okay. being what 27? Yeah. 26. Jack so, Eichel's a year and a half older than I am. It's crazy. If he were to get traded. Do you see him going? Or, or sign somewhere with this contract. Um, yeah, that's a rough one, I know. Stone is kind of hard to figure out where to go. Well, the nice thing about Stone is he'll fit it anywhere. <sighs> oh, excuse me. Anywhere you put Stone, he'll fit. It's just a matter of will he take control? Because we've all seen it when someone wears the C for so long and they get stripped, they still act like they're in control. So will Stone go to a team like Columbus or Philly or Toronto and say, okay, I rocked the C over in Vegas. Y'all are listening to me. I mean, I don't think so, but... I mean, anything can happen, like we said, in at this this point in time. But, I mean, Mark Stone, I mean, a good place for him with, I mean, Patty B leaving Boston. Ooh. Him going to, taking, taking the seat, taking the spot over in Boston. Yeah. Depends on who, if, I don't think if they end up re-signing any of these guys that they took in in the, the offseason, the, at the deadline. Um, I, I don't I don't think they're going to re-sign... Uh, Bertuzzi. Bertuzzi. I don't think they're going to re-sign Orlov. In, I um, think so. That, that's and then with Bergeron leaving, his contract leaves up a lot of space. Yeah. Um, but I, I could see him going to his place like Boston. Okay. He would be a nice fit up there with those yeah. two leaving. But uh, with that talk away, did you guys see the the, the trade rumors with Taylor Hall? No. no. Not at all. There's rumors that there's options to be traded to Pittsburgh. Really? There's uh, there's rumors. Especially with Jason Zucker's contract, but even though he desperately does want to re-sign, and he has even stated that he would be willing to take a pay cut to stay with Pittsburgh, can we see that happening? The only, I mean, as much as I like Zucker, especially after this season, what he just did this season, the only only thing that's holding him back is just his injury prone. He's injury prone, and his age is not really too much of a problem yet. It's what thirty two. Yeah, Zucker's so, 31, 32, 31, something on the lines. It's very close to that early, early 30s range. Just my only problem is just him being injury prone. That's, yeah. the, that's my only thing that's holding me I back. Like, I love Jason Zucker. I do. I like. He might be one of my favorite. Might be my current favorite player as of right now. Yeah. I say it's still <clears throat> always be is said for me personally, but um, or Gensel, but like, yeah. Uh, the Zoomy Zucker. Zucker 31. Yeah. That. That's the only thing that's really holding back is injury. I mean, a couple players that we can dump the contract to be able to afford him. Um, Ryan Paling, he, I mean, he only signed the one year, I believe, at the beginning of the season. Jeff Carter's getting up there. He's probably not going to be here much I longer. Re- I really. Josh Archibald is not going to be here much longer. Nick Benino is probably not going to be here at, no. in, by the end of the offseason. One that we could involve him in a trade, Mikel Grayland. 
Yeah, yeah. He sent him over to Boston in exchange to get to I know me and Kyle mentioned this in our Penguins vlog when we went to the Minnesota game. We both said, because we both were originally happy about this. Oh, we were wrong. I we was, were wrong. I, I was wrong about Greenland. I have no problem admitting that. Another one that might be, you know, getting the boot in Pittsburgh or not, not re-signing is Brian Dumoulin. That also signed, I know he's he up a lot of change. I know there's rumored him being traded. <clears throat> and it's also the end of his contract, so... I know, as much as I like Big Jeff, we, he needs to be gone. Yeah, he just he he did it that that year and the second year with us, but just this this past season he didn't do it. Yeah. Um, if we're gonna keep Zucker, I'm yeah, gonna, Brian Dumoulin has a contract of four point one million, so dropping that contract that frees up four million dollars. I mean, mm-hmm. Taylor Hall, I think he's worth probably about that much. Yeah. I would um, even start with three. Do you like a three? Do you like a one or two year three mil? I mean, yeah. I mean, and I mean, then, I mean Jeff Carter's contract is also another three point one million dollars to loosen up. That's an extra seven million dollars a year right there if we want to try to chase after Taylor Hall. Yeah. And Josh Archibald's what about another million right mm-hmm. there? Nick Benino's probably about another million. Um, I don't know if he's going to end up resigning with us. Dmitry Kulikov, if we decide not to hang on to him, he he can be another three million gonna dollars. Hang on to him. I don't think so. I mean, he he didn't do a whole lot. <clears throat> um, I mean. I mean, he hasn't signed, like, a big professional contract as of yet, but, mm. um, yeah, I, I would love to see. I mean, like, I'm rocking one that I just ordered recently, a Taylor Hall Edmonton jersey. Yeah. I have two Taylor Hall jerseys. If this trade goes through, I will have three Taylor Hall jerseys. <laughs> you bet your ass the fr- If this goes through, the first thing I'm, bu- I'm doing is buying a Taylor Hall Penguins jersey. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. It'll be the first thing I do. So. Just have to figure out what number he's wearing first. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't even care. I'll get the number uh, four, and if that's not his number, I don't give a shit. That'll be the first thing I do is buy a Taylor Hall Penguins jersey. Yeah, me too. That might be my next one. So, bunch of news around the league, starting in Calgary. Flames relieve Daryl Suter of his duties as coach. After especially a terrible season they had this yeah. year. That one we saw coming. The one I was wrong, we mentioned earlier, when we were talking about the Leafs and Sheldon Keefe, I was wrong. I didn't think the Rangers were going to do it, but they did. No, so I think you had asked. You said after them losing to the the Rangers or after them losing Devils. to the Devils, do you think it's going to happen? I said no. Yeah. After you know the bounce, but they hired him brand new beginning of last season. He drove you know took a, a not even barely a playoff caliber team to the conference to the final. conference finals, and then this year he took him back to the playoffs again for the yeah. second straight a non playoff team to the playoffs two consecutive years. I didn't think they were going to do it, and they did. So. Uh, it just shows nobody is safe this offseason. When no. it comes to coaching, nobody is safe this offseason. No. Um, another topic I kind of want to bring Real up. Real quick, because I know there's been talks about while we are. I know we talked about it briefly. Because I know there's been rumors with um, the Rangers. Because we've mentioned, because there's different categories, like Mark Messier was rumored to potentially become head um, coach, yeah. Um, another one I didn't think about potentially because he's the AHL's head coach, Chris um, Kubalik. Chris Noblock? Oh, really? Yeah. He's the Rangers AHL? Yeah. Okay, I knew he was with the. I knew he got. He was shortly after the championship. He signed with the Flyers uh, to be a, like his coach he, in their organization. Somewhere. He's now the head coach over there in the AHL. Okay, I did not know for that. The Rangers, like he's he's been rumored to be. Okay, I did not I, know. To that. be honest. Because we've we've seen like I mean he's a younger coach and that coming on like 
maybe it's time for him to find Cause when did he come in here? 2013, 2014? He came, he came in in the rookie year of McDavid. Was it? Okay. McDa- rookie I wasn't year. sure if he was right after Sidorkowitz or if there was one in between him and Sidorkowitz. I say he came in, I think, I'm pretty sure he came in the rookie year of McDavid. Okay, okay. Which would have been like 2012? Okay. Yeah. Maybe it was right after Sidorkowitz then. Um... Because rookie year, they didn't make... McDavid's rookie year and his first year as coach, they didn't make the playoffs. And then, ever since then, they had 50-plus win seasons until they won the championship in 17. Okay. So, I, maybe I think it's time, maybe, for him... Okay, to- there was one between Sidorkowitz. It was Robbie Fatorik came in between No Block and, uh, no and Sidorkowitz. Okay. 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 But, yeah, I think maybe... It's time for him to get a raise, like, and potentially see, like, what he can do. Yeah. As head coach, finally. And they, obviously, he did. He coached briefly two games in total between 2020 and 2021, obviously. Because um, at the time, like, COVID protocols. Um, so he basically <coughs> took over. But. I mean, yeah, I mean, Chris Noblock, I mean, that would be a good choice for, for the Rangers. And with Erie, his coaching career, he had a 216-83-9 and nine record with Erie. I mean, what, three or four consecutive 50-win seasons? Yep. Four consecutive years. Yeah, that was pretty pretty insane. And then with the Flyers, he was the assistant coach in the 17-18 and the 18-19 season. And yeah, right now he's currently the head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack of the AHL, um, which okay. I can bring up his records there. So, well... Kyle does His that. record's down Oops. there. Uh, the eighteen, the nineteen twenty season with AHL with the Hartford, he was thirty one twenty and eleven. In the short twenty twenty one season, he was fourteen nine and one. And in the twenty one twenty two season, he was thirty two thirty two and eight. Wow. So it's not so pretty average. Yeah. Yeah. So I. That's why I said maybe it's maybe time to maybe potentially. I would, I'd be completely okay with it. Like, we've seen what he's done. Maybe it's time for him to finally get that raise. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, Bubba. Oh, that's we, funny. Oh, you're what, good. Hang on. Um, on March 17, 2021, Noblock served as the interim Rangers head coach yeah. when David Quinn and his staff were placed in the COVID-19 protocol. His first team, his first game coaching the Rangers... That's the game that they beat the Flyers nine to nothing. Chris Noblock was behind the bench that game. The one, wow. the, the one. You know how the one me, you, me, and Ethan were just talking about the yeah. other day. We won seven. Where Chris Noblock was behind the bench that game. My God, that's I think crazy. We were here for that game, weren't we? It was just you and me and Ethan. That's what I mean. His, three of us were Chris here. Noblock, he was behind the bench for six games after that and finished the record of four and two. So, yeah. so, so he he's seen NHL time, so he knows how to coach yeah. a team. Yeah. I didn't figure that. That'd be. I can see them calling him up. I did. Yeah. Only reason I thought about because somebody brought it up in our Otters fan page about it. So I was like, mm-hmm. I kind of. I, mean, I mean, Penguins saw success with that both times. I mean, yeah. brought, I mean, I mean, I remember where they brought Dan Balsma up from. I don't think he was the AHL coach when they brought him up, but when so. they had Mike Johnson in office and he wasn't doing well, they brought up Mike Sullivan from Wilkes-Barre, and Sullivan ended up leading us to back-to-back cups. Mm. Um, so I mean. I mean that's possible. I'd love to yeah. see No Block get some get some time. Not fan cool. of the team he'd be doing it for, but, but for the fact that he coached for a team we cheer for on a daily basis and seeing what his work, yeah, that would I'd be, be happy cool for him. Oh my 
God, the defenders are about to win the XFL. I don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> but sorry, anyways, bo- sorry, Bob. <laughs> oh, what you're were you gonna say? No, you're, we just have a bunch of news to catch up. I know. On, so. I know oh, I brought it up. One. Brought that up because we were talking about earlier and oh, Daryl yeah. Sutter. Well, a lot of this is gonna recap some of what we talked about. I already talked about Daryl Sutter. Uh, a lot of history this or last few weeks. Kraken become first franchise in NHL history to earn its first ever series win against a reigning Stanley Cup champion, which that was a great series. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about the whole. This was the last debate I had. The whole Tampa, Florida limiting U.S. tickets. I don't know. So basically, if you, I'm sure you were all well aware. Basically, what it was, if you were ordering tickets from the U.S. now outside of the U.S. outside of the U.S. Yes. So this was in Florida. Yeah. So what would happen is, say you live out in Toronto, and keep in mind we're only two hours north of Toronto. So. So say for an example, we live in Toronto. We wanted to go to a Panthers game for. We wanted to go to visit Florida. Uh, the Florida Panthers would deny our payment because we live in Canada, and they would refund us. Well, not us. We don't live in Canada, but. But I'm saying, like, I'm saying, if say for an example, yeah, we like live they <coughs> they limit they limited they did not allow Canadian born resident or can, if you had a Canadian like whatever if you ordered a ticket for example and your shipping address or your mailing address or your billing address oh, this is the word I was looking for I'm slow give me time <laughs> if your billing address had a Canadian address, they automatically refunded your tickets. I know. Which I think was absolutely stupid. I think it was the dumbest thing they could have possibly done. Yeah. I know Carolina has done this in the past. They didn't want to be flooded with Canadian or Toronto fans. And let's be honest, like, Toronto fans, like, are just, their fan base is, like, for, for a good reason. Like, even Toronto, like, there's a... They're dedicated, man. I mean, they're dedicated. Oh, yeah. They, they like, travel I wherever. I think even on, like, on the NHL fan base map, like, Toronto's, like, the most popular other is Toronto and Tampa. Yeah. I mean, Florida and just in general. Yeah. yeah. Then it's, so like, Tampa and then Florida. That would be similar to us going to a Penguins-Maple Leafs game, except vice versa. Yeah, you, know, you can't buy a penguin. Pen- penguins yes. fans can't buy a ticket if they live in, in the U.S. Yes, they live penguins, in Pennsylvania. It would be Penguins Maple Leafs in Toronto, and I we would buy four tickets, and they would immediately refund us and say, "Oh, sorry, yeah, you have a United States." I think States it was stupid marketing strategy. I think it was a very stupid marketing strategy. Oh, like, I, I can see where they came from. In all honesty, yeah, you want to pack the house with your home fans, but at the same time. Take the money and run. If you have other, if you have competitors, like when we go to arenas, especially Toronto fans, they they wanted to witness their team play. Yeah. Some younger fans who wanted to witness their team play in the second round for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Why not let them? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like I know, as us being spectators of multiple arenas by now, where are we always after the first round? Gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> no matter yeah. what, I have a. Hockey. I have a shot glass collection. And I have a hockey puck collection. Says, what am I gonna do? Buy a shot yeah, glass. Yeah, pay, pay, pounds are they're random. Even just the opposing team fans are gonna buy the small miscellaneous shit that yes. a normal fan that's there every night might not buy. Yes, exactly. Like you said, shot glasses, hockey pucks, little keychains, pennants, yes. pennants magnets, even a jersey. If you have a friend at back that back are home. jersey collectors, yeah, like us, or like even just like little jerseys, like yeah. like little novelties that a normal person might not like a normal fan. 
of a team that might be there two or three times a season might not buy. That's like us with the otters. It's like, yeah, do I have an otter shot glass? Yes, but so that's, that's my time. thing too. Like yeah. me, my family, my family ourselves have always been magnets. My my personally, we like to do shot glasses as well. But I also like to do shot glasses yeah, as well yeah. or hockey pucks. Yeah. So do we have an auto shot glass? Yeah. Will no. I get one? Maybe next season if a design changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, like we don't even have a shot glass design yet for the otters. Not yet. But or I meant hockey puck. You meant yeah. hockey puck. Yeah. yeah. That's. Ca- like like that, this, those out of out of city out of state fans. That's what they want. They want those small little novelty items, mm-hmm. like they, the collectors. You know, oh, like I have a one puck from every NHL arena, yeah. or I have a shot glass yeah. from every NHL arena. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what, like I do. Like when we go, like, yeah, the, those out of cities. That's, that's. I mean, it might not be a lot, but you it imagine two, three hundred, couple, maybe even two, three thousand Toronto fans come down. You sell two or three thousand extra shot glasses. Yeah. That's a lot of extra money that, like, the normal Florida fan might not want yeah. to buy. And even if it's, like, <clears throat> downtown Toronto and people are going downtown Toronto and they, like, for I don't know if Toronto's anything like Pittsburgh with all the strip districts, but a lot of that money goes towards the Steelers organization stuff. Yeah. That's like, okay, if you live, if Toronto has a big market square or a strip district where you can go Maybe, to like, Yeah, a, that's another, like, it'll, it'll help local businesses. Yes, yep. exactly. Yeah, outsiders come in. Help, helping small local businesses, whether it be just a local, a small local bar, because Columbus even like a barber shop that just yeah. like randomly want to just check it out. That's or, why know. the strip is so big in yeah. Pittsburgh, because it's literally all small yeah. businesses. Yeah. And those, those little local re- like mom and pop rest like yeah. diners and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the one in Columbus that we visited when we went to Columbus last year. <coughs> yeah. they, their strip dictions right there. They have obviously couple restaurants and bars that, that, like, that breakfast place we went to was really nice that was even, cool that was I, really I think we some of I think we some of us had our penguins jerseys on or these penguins hats and they were still super friendly to us yeah. like just yeah. kicked their ass the, the night I don't think we kicked their ass but we beat them the night before and they were still cool as hell yeah. with us I mean that's that's what it does like it brings in outsiders it helps local businesses it helps the team sales themselves yeah I just personally think it was a very stupid marketing strategy yeah, yeah. Um, like it's stupid enough like, they're losing pretty much money on that. Oh, there was a shitload of money. Another little fun fact. The... None of the past 15 Stanley Cup winners will raise it this year. Teams to win the Cup in the I last that, yeah. 15 years. Colorado, Tampa Bay, St. Louis, Washington, Pittsburgh, Chicago, Los Angeles, Boston, Detroit, and Anaheim. And it's crazy to think about that none of those... We're going to have a true new yes. Stanley Cup champion this year. And I'm yep. excited about that. I am too. Um, That's kind of why I'm really hoping in, in the West that potentially the Seattle can upset um, Dallas and Vegas beats Edmonton so we can see 31 and 32 potentially when they're first ever. Yeah. Uh... Crazy to think about. Per, uh, Patrice Bergeron played through the yeah, first we, round with a herniated disc. Oh, we saw that too, yeah. That's hard. That, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, that would be <coughs> hard. I mean... Dude, I stubbed my toe at work and I have to sit down for seven minutes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously. I'm like... Oh, I like, even when I... Stub my finger like... Oh, I pinched my winger... Winger. winger. <laughs> I, I pinched, my, pinched my finger in the cooler at work today, and I, like, 
sat there and I almost cried for five that minutes. Yeah. I've done that. I've done that before. And here he is playing with or playing with a herniated disc for seven games. Like, oh my god. Um. Buffalo Sabres now hold the longest active playoff series drought at 16 years. They're they're gonna get there. They're they're gonna get. They're gonna break that drought. I'm I'm saying here in the next five years they're going to finally break that drought. Um, let's see a couple more exciting things. Joe Pavelski is the oldest NHL player. Uh, in NHL history to score a four-goal playoff game at 38 years old. And a lot of this is credit due to Kyle. <laughs> Kyle did send 80% of the news this week. Actually, not really. I didn't send a whole lot this week. Or last that week. That one was Ethan, sent, but... I would say <clears> yeah, last he, week he said Joe Pavelski passed Maurice the Rocket Richard, who did it when he was 35 years and 245 days old. Um, what else do we got here? I'm going to take over here for a minute. Good Bobo. Second to catch his breath. Um, we had mentioned, yeah, Mark Messier, Bruce Goodrow, and Peter Lavliette can all be coaching options for the Rangers as well. Peter Lavliette, that was the other name I was thinking too. Yeah. yeah. And who was the first one? Uh, Mark Messier and then Bruce Boudreau. Okay. Bruce. I so, remember, like... I don't yeah. know if Mark Messier would go to... He'd be a better GM. He would, but I don't know if he would join the dark side like that. Well, he's... I say he was with Edmonton and New, the Rangers for... I know. His entirety but of his career. I know. Uh, another one that was kind of <coughs> a weird Excuse one. Me. The Canucks fined fifty thousand dollars for their CBA violations. Uh, fifty thousand dollars for holding on ice sessions with a number of players after the season ended. Up to six players, including Dakota Joshua and Josh or Jack Stanicka, uh, took part in sessions skating with the Sedin twins from April seventeenth to the twenty third in Vancouver. Per Rick DeWall, uh, clubs are not permitted by the CBA to have coaching or hockey operations personnel participate in any on-ice sessions with players during the offseason. I know Arizona was penalized for this in the past a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I, to be honest, I really think it's <coughs> kind of stupid because, like, even the players that are done for the season, like, just so they can stay in shape, at least give them some type of ice time in that. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think that's just a small minor. That's just a minor thing. I think is stupid. It's just some of these players just want to have some, at least get yeah. some ice time, kind of keep it, stay in shape <coughs> yeah. during the off season. But, but I think it's just kind of a stupid yeah. little minor. We have little. our first uh, injury announced for next season. Gabe Landeskog scheduled to miss the entire 23-24 season due to having cartilage transplant. Uh, coming from ESPN News Services, uh, Cardinal Avalanche forward and Captain Gabriel Landeskog, who missed all of this season after knee surgery, is having another procedure on his right knee and is expected to miss the 23-24 season, the team announced on Tuesday. Uh, Landeskog will have a cartilage transplant in his right knee, and the procedure will be performed by Dr. Brian Cole at the Rush University Medical Center in Chicago. It will be his fourth surgery dating back to 2020. That's a big loss for them. It's just like, and he missed this entirety of this, just this season itself yeah. with a knee injury. That I'm pretty sure it was that it was that exact same injury that had him out. Because I know originally he was <coughs> only projected like 
Well, originally at the beginning it was like six weeks or something yeah. like that. It ended up being the whole season. Then it ended up being the whole season. Well, definitely time for Nate Mac to kind of step, step up. up and then I can see them putting the C on him temporarily for the for at least next season. Yeah. On uh, McCarr getting an A if he doesn't have one already, which I think he might. But doesn't Rant Rantanen have? Rantanen has end? one. I can't remember if McCarr has one yet, but if not, he definitely probably will by next season. I say definitely if they don't put the C on McCarr yeah. on not McCarr McKinnon. Yeah, I can see it McCarr yeah. or even Rantanen. Yeah. <clears throat> um, another potential or free agent soon to be John Gibson. Uh, yeah. The Ducks are most likely looking to shed his contract. And he says that he wants to go to a contender. So I know me and Kyle kind of. <laughs> please come to Pittsburgh, John. I know we kind of both. Please come to Pittsburgh, John Gibson. Our, well, here's the thing. I was going to actually say that because Pittsburgh's his hometown. Yeah. I forget where, and I forget the actual like suburb of Pittsburgh. But he was born and raised pretty in the Pittsburgh born area. Born and raised in the Pittsburgh area. And I'm like, that would be kind of cool to finish your career in your hometown. I mean, he's only 31. 30, 29, something like that. So if Pittsburgh signs a five-year contract. Because I know there's been talks of Jari potential. John Gibson, yeah. John Gibson's only 29, so. Oh, wow. Because I know we're, there's been debates about Jari this, this offseason. So. Yeah. So that could be te- potentially some. Cause yeah. I don't know what Casey DeSmith's contract is exactly. But I know Jari's. Um, Jari's at, at, up at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, I knew Jari's was at the end. Of this season, one for one trade there, or just you sign Jerry and we'll take Gibson. Uh, that's a found found with the other way. I'd be happy. To be honest, I'd be happy <laughs> with Gib- Gibby in the Steel City. Mm-hmm. But I think news wise, that about does it. I mean, the two suspensions being with Darn Nurse and Alex Petriangelo. Obviously, Nurse coming from Edmonton, Petriangelo coming from Vegas. Uh, due to their third period actions in Game Five, for you know fighting in the last five minutes of the game, um, also yeah. each for, or uh, if suspended, uh, Jay Woodcraft coach will also be susp- uh, fined ten thousand um, dollars. Yeah, I know at first there was a debate about Petangelo being suspended, like. Petriandu has really got a suspension for slashing Drysaddle. Nurse West got a suspension for instigating the fight West. with Petriandu. And to be honest, it was. <coughs> I think it was a it was a good call that for clear it was clear he was trying to tend to hurt yeah. Leon. Yeah. So it was. I mean, I saw the hit in real time. It really doesn't look like anything. Personally, I don't really think it looked like it was meant to he was trying to hurt her but that it looked intentional whatsoever I could like a complete idiot but I say cause he had the, like his stick like slightly above his head I didn't see the video so I'd have to like when he when he yeah, went I to go down to the video, I didn't really see much like it was intending to go in Dry Saddle's direction but again I could be wrong there maybe I had seen at a, a bad angle of it but I don't know I'm not too sure. But uh, I think that about wraps this up, boys. I don't think we yeah. have much else to hit. I don't think um, so either. Yeah, just the three of us. I think we knocked a good amount of it out here. Yeah, I know we were kind of all over the place, but that's all right. I mean, that's what happens when you take a week off. Yeah. <laughs> Took it for mentally, and I still don't think we were all here mentally, but it's all good. Had had fun with this, as yeah, we always fun. do. It was oh, yeah. fun. Good to be back talking Listen, hockey again. We're getting close to 100 episodes, boys. Yeah. That's 
if our schedule goes to plan, episode 100 will be recorded the night of June 3rd. And we'll go live June 5th. So this will go live the 15th. No, yeah, dude, hundred almost a hundred episodes of this, boys. It's. Hard I wish the other two were here too to get their takes on it. And, uh, yeah. Hopefully, I'll be here for that. Well, Ethan. Will I mean, be. it'll be my hundredth episode. Some of this will be ninety-nine. Some of this will be like ninety-eight, I think I'll ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Uh, you've only missed one, I think. Probably missed two. So I think maybe, maybe one, maybe you two. One. Jeff, you okay. missed like one, two or three. I think. I missed three so far I'll be missing four here in two weeks when I yeah, Jeffy is going to uh, the NASCAR not NASCAR race but uh, I'll be going to is a it NASCAR is it NASCAR, NASCAR race okay. in Charlotte yeah. my first ever so Jenna Jeffy's pumped for that like just get finally nice to have actually a vacation I haven't had one in yeah. well over ten years yeah, so. it's, <laughs> I'm yeah. looking forward to getting one here soon so, so. so. yeah that about wraps us up boys hope you guys enjoyed thank you guys so much for being here dealing with our bullshit dealing with us for now 97 episodes so yeah, 100th episode will be here in a couple weeks. Be my per- I'm the only person in this theater that has yet to miss an episode, which yeah. I find it crazy, to, hard to believe. But <laughs> yeah, whether it be... I mean, 97 of your Saturdays. <laughs> or From Saturdays and Sundays. Or Sundays, well, yeah. I said we, we were about... We've been back and back and forth with Sundays. Right. I know we've done the odd episode where we think we did one on a Friday. We did one on a Monday or like a midweek. We've done a yeah. bunch of random days, but... Yeah. 100 days, we'll just say... In this studio, spent. <laughs> yeah, boys, thank you guys for listening. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for the support on every platform Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok. We should probably start posting to Snapchat more. Just our, our, I'll, I'll have access to it and just do random bullshit on yeah. there. And then before, but, uh, uh, before we close out, if anybody's interested for next season, we're going to make it another announcement towards the end. If anybody would like to. You know, do a phone interview if anybody would like to potentially be a special guest, especially if you live in the area where we record. Hit us up on social media, and we can do a Facebook call. We can do a social media mm-hmm. chat and just have you live on the air. We'd love to ha- start having special guests with us. You know, sooner or later we plan on we want to do some like TikTok lives or Facebook lives, even some YouTube lives. Yeah. Hop into one of our live streams and just chat chat us up and, uh, and ask us questions there. Absolutely. You know, you know, tweet us. Send us send us tweets. We will answer them. Yeah. Either on air or we'll answer you on Twitter. We love interacting with you guys. So. Absolutely. Uh, most most ones, I think the two most active we'd be on are Twitter and Facebook. Uh, Facebook page being Buckbuster Studios. Twitter being at the Buckbusters. Um, or just at Buckbusters. I can't remember if it's the or just Buckbusters. I don't mind the underscore Buckbusters on Instagram. Yeah, we're not rambling, but again, you guys are awesome. We appreciate you guys. And we will see you guys next week for episode 98. Deuces. See ya.